0: Welcome to Extra Points. Now here's your host, Cousin Sal, and his pal, Dave Damoshek.
1: All right, welcome to the Extra Points podcast. Cousin Sal coming to you on a Monday morning with my dear, dear pal, Dave Damoshek. Spaghetti and meatballs behind the glass, producer, babyface, Joel Solomon. Shack, how was the weekend? Good. Did you end it? In an embarrassing fashion like I did, by ordering the Jake Paul fight, couldn't help No, myself. I did
2: not. I had, I had my dignity. I can't <laughs> wait to hear your details. I've been uh, surfing the web to see everyone else's insightful takes on this nonsense. Listen, Sal, everybody's yeah. got, as it turns out, everybody's got opinions, about right. everything and i'm glad to report everyone is 100 percent right and i agree with everybody can we talk about football please i don't want to talk yes. about the mets get voting thumbs down oh on their own God. peep i don't get this so jive much. with the fights it's football season that's what's important so so i don't want to get you- upset about anything we should be celebrating
1: you know what we are going to celebrate in a few minutes fox big noon kickoff analyst brady quinn is going to join us Great, great guy. He's going to get us back on track. But for now, I do have to talk about this Jake Paul fight. And that's it. You were right. Everyone has an opinion, which is why I had to watch it. I was, like, bullied into ordering it. I was bored also on Sunday night. But I don't want to overstate what happened here. Like, people like, I got ripped off. That was the worst 60 bucks. Like, it was entertaining. It was not a complete ripoff. But then the other side says, well, Jake Paul proved that he can box. He's a boxer. He could box with anyone. I was like, no, I don't think that happened either. He went against Tyron Woodley, good dude, was on the show, was on Against All Odds, predicted a win. He said uh, he called Jake Paul a huckleberry on our podcast. I don't know, he put up a fight. Some rounds he threw, like, six punches. He got the best shot in of the whole fight, sent Paul sprawl and, like, through the ropes. But it wasn't a great fight. He keeps beating guys who boxing is not their forte. And <laughs> It's just, uh, it's funny now how he's now Muhammad Ali. I just, it just... I, again yeah. i don't want to overstate anything he's decent he's a fun it's a fun watch because you just want him to get i didn't want him to lose on points the first time he loses i want him to be sprawled out right isn't that the way to root for
2: this first of all i don't know <laughs> i i this is like a curmudgeon thing that it seems like my snark is supposed to be i i sincerely have no idea what the difference is between jake paul and logan paul so yeah. that's the first order of business. Do yeah, they, that, they both bad. fight. You're,
1: you're right. You're right. It's like it's like oh my god, I have to keep track of two uh, COVID variants. Is the Delta and what else? Like, can't they just be one? They're but, not yeah, twins,
2: right. right? And why don't we just cut? And they both fight. Am I correct about that? Sure. They both are pugilists. Yeah. What? Yeah. Why don't they just fight each other? Isn't that what everybody wants? Or yeah. or Bryce and DeChambeau. Either way. Let them uh, let them fight. Let them all fight. I
1: commented that that would have been an awful, awful way to end the weekend there with Bryson and Jake <laughs> Paul. Waiting, but Bryson, uh, Bryson, th- thank God is I it? can't lay there. But uh, I, I, I do want to say like I don't know. It's, uh, meatballs, you watched it. Joel Solomon, you watch it. The the thing that Jake Paul is now a fighter can compete in this cruiserweight division. Meatballs, am I crazy? But if you found the cruiserweight who was. Three wins, nine losses. I don't know that this person exists, but three wins, nine losses in professional, you know, by all standards, a lousy boxer. Wouldn't he beat Jake Paul right now?
3: I would hope so, but I really don't know.
1: (laughs) I know. It's crazy. I know. What about you? You stole it, uh, babyface, right? You stole the fight.
4: Stole the fight. Uh, watched it on Instagram. Uh, some, you know, twelve-year-old was like, "Come on, Jake, you can do it." So I, that was my punishment for having to yeah. to watch it on an illegal stream. But I, I, I think you know, kids like that, they're going to think that he is the best fighter of his generation now. You know, if you, if you, oh yeah, if you're just watching these fights, you're you're thinking. Uh, That the Paul brothers are basically the Klitschko's at this point.
1: Well, it's sad what's happened to boxing. Like they provide the the one of the top three events of the year in boxing. Just because I mean, you see Manny Pacquiao, he goes in that was supposed to be a good fight. That was nothing. There was no electricity. They're good showmen, I will say. But Sheik, I don't I don't think he's. I don't want to overstate what he's doing here. He's fighting guys who, fighting boxing is not their forte. They're big names in the ring. He's doing it right. He went against Askren, a wrestler, basically Woodley, a wrestler. I don't know what other wrestler. It's like, Shaq, you saying, oh, I beat uh, an Olympic gold medal diver. I beat him in a a, a swimming race. And it's like, okay, well, that's not his thing. He's a diver. It's like, yeah, and you're like, no, no, no. They both make their way in the pool. It's like, yeah, but that's still not, one's a diver, one's a, Right. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know how much credit we need to give Jake Paul here over and over and over.
2: I agree um, that hard earned respect that people issue, you know, like kind of give it to the guy. <laughs> he, he well, four and oh. Yeah. Who's he beating? It really is to me. I was watching Bob Costas's show mm. uh, the other day and he was talking to Billie Jean King. And he pointed out, in the moment, you had to be around when, he played, when she played Bobby Riggs back in 73, mm. because it's easy 40, 50 years later to look back at that and, and harumph at that and say, so what? But Billie Jean King beating a man was significant for women athletes in that moment. Mm. and In the same way, this is what Jake Paul is doing for YouTubers. You know, He is what Billie Jean King did for women. Jake Paul was doing for YouTubers and it's pretty powerful stuff but and isn't this the opposite like if uh, but
1: it isn't the opposite like I said if no Vince she beat a 50
2: want- she, she's one of the best players in the world and yeah. she beat a 55 year old man so it's uh, so the co- so the takeaway from that one was well so what you beat a you beat a, a decrepit old man but it was meaningful same thing Jake Paul right. supporting all the reality stars of the world good for you who knows what's next Snooki I guess so. I mean, and then he's, like, kind of humble
1: after the fight. It's like, oh, man, come on. I don't want to like you, dude. Say something stupid, you know? Go off the rails here. But
2: uh, I don't know. It was entertaining. Trent Dilfer. I don't know. Jake Paul, Trent Dilfer, uh, Javi Baez. So many Uh, people to get down. You know, Scott Frost. We're going to get to
1: the Baez thing. I mean, there's so
2: many people to get down on right now. It's too much. But
1: here he is, Shaq. I know you're excited. No, know Eddie Spaghetti is very excited. But when you mm. think of legendary Notre Dame football players, other than maybe Rudy, it doesn't get much bigger than this guy. He owns every quarterback record at Notre Dame, including most handsome Fox big noon kickoff analyst, our pal Brady Quinn. What's going on, Brady?
0: I can't believe I just got compared to Rudy. I'm not sure anyone in Notre Dame or, or history can compare to the, to the one Daniel Rudiger, otherwise known as Rudy. But is I, I, I appreciate it, guys.
1: Is that, I don't, I don't know. Maybe, uh, I, I, mean, I bet some people get upset about that.
0: Uh, yeah, probably there's definitely <laughs> some people get upset about it. Uh, I did see Vince Vaughn recently though. Uh, oddly enough, who was in the movie Rudy. And one of the things that I said, I was like, man, you got to get back to campus. They love when you come back. Uh, right. so hopefully we can get him out to a game this year. Oh
1: yeah, for sure. Speaking of you, Vince Vaughn, we've all, all the Sheck. We have all the beautiful bastards lining up to be on this mm. show. We had Herb street. Now Brady, we had light Le- uh, uh, who, uh, Freddie Roach. Well, okay. Well, but who gets more Fox mail, Fox fan mail, Brady, you or liner? Who who gets any mail anymore? I mean, I, I, I'm
0: not, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say like, who, who gets any mail anymore? It's not, what, what are <laughs> they getting snail mail now? I mean, maybe some emails or something. I have no idea. Right. Uh, I, I look, I'm a, I'm a good family man and all that. So I don't know who's trying to slide in my DMs, but I, I don't oh, really I check see. social media very often. So it might be a different story for him. I, before we get kicked off, I do have to ask you a question. I told you this before we're going to start.
1: Okay. Please. So
0: you mentioned Herbie. Herbie obviously is, is, I don't think he lives in Columbus, Ohio anymore, but that's where he got started. And in Columbus, my favorite place to grab pizza is called Iacano's. Is that right? And mm. so I, I swear to you, Iacano's, there's one up in Shawnee Hills, which is there in Dublin, right up by the village where they have the uh, memorial tournament, the golf tournament every year. But is there any relation? Do you have family back in Ohio where they're cooking up some good Italian food and some good pizzas? I don't think
1: so. This is the first. How is this the first I'm hearing of this? This is my last name also I A C O N O? Yes, sir. Wow. Oh, now we're going to have to go. Now I have to go to this. Yeah, this is a dream. Not, much, true
2: to me. not much good comes out of the state of Ohio. That's a, that You, you uh, don't hear much about that. No, oh, listen. Here we go. Quinn. Here we you're, go. You're a beautiful sob. That's clear, <laughs> um, Herbie. Also beautiful. But you know what? I don't know if these two eyes have ever seen anything as beautiful as a college football fan as this week's action on the slate. What a yeah. what a collection of ball games to. I know it was week zero. I don't know how much we factor that into what. But I mean, what what a what an array of ball games. Which is the one you can only watch one of them. This week, which is the one that Brady Quinn consumes, he's got to pick the fox. Oh gosh. you got to pick. Yeah, the I was fox just gonna game. say. Yeah. No, nah, don't spot. be, a,
0: don't be a, don't be an empty suit. <laughs> well, okay, okay, I, I won't be. No, Notre Dame, Florida State, and reason uh, being is this: okay, I uh, I live in South Florida. I have so many Florida State fans and alum around me. I have bets out the wazoo right now. So if there's one that I am going to be invested into maybe even financially invested it to at this point in time. Oh, yeah. It's Notre Dame, Florida State, because I need my fighting Irish to come home with a win. There's a lot of questions, obviously. Jack Cohen's taking over a bunch of new spots on the offensive line. Um, you know, new defensive coordinator there, Marcus Freeman. So a lot of questions. Uh, I'm going to need the Irish to win and uh, win big, if you know what I mean.
1: This is you have Sunday to yourself, right? That's the Sunday game. Um, there's only one. I think it's Monday. I, I think it's Monday. Is isn't it, it Monday? Let's check this. Yeah. Oh, you better get this right, because you might sleep through it if we don't get this uh, correct. <laughs> Trust me, yeah. I won't sleep through it. They're an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh you like them? Cool. Come on. We, we, you know what I,
0: I, I, I do, because I think there's more questions about Florida State of what they're going to be than Notre Dame. And I also think the other thing about Notre Dame, that people have they, – they, they let fall by the wayside because of how they've performed in college football playoff semifinal games, mm-hmm. which, like, my argument against all those people are, Have you watched the semifinal games? How many of them are even close? It's usually the top two teams end up playing on in the national championship, but the semifinal games have never been close. There's maybe, maybe once every few years is a decent matchup, but they're usually blowouts anyway. It's like, if you would have had the BCS, I don't know how different it really would have been, you know, between the top two teams, we probably would have been able to figure that out. Um, But I, I like them in this case because I do think they've recruited well, uh, in particular, like the O-line tight end positions, Cohen's going to be good, but they've got better skill athletes and more speed than I think people realize. And so like, whereas I would have been concerned in the past with Florida State because their athleticism and speed, I'm not so much now.
1: Hmm. All right, it is on a Sunday, by the way, so don't please. It don't is Sunday, out. okay? Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, well, that's interesting. I, I, while we talk playoffs, I want to know. I, I, you know, Eddie Spaghetti's a producer here. We're, we're all over him for this. He says you guys have a tougher schedule this year. What about when they go to this playoff system next year or whenever? I don't know if they confirmed it. You're you're kind of screwed by not being in a conference, right? Because you'll never get a buy that way.
0: No, that's the beauty of it. Now they guarantee themselves essentially a home game. See, that's what you're missing out on. This is all money grab a money but, play. Right. So, so they might have to go the long, hard way. So, what does that mean? They play one extra game. Yeah. So it's be a big it. Thing. You don't yeah. Care? But so be it. No, especially if they get to host a, a, a playoff game. Like, how big is that going to be? How big of a home field advantage is that going to be? So, I think if you said to Notre Dame, you don't have to join a conference, right? So, you still get your NBC money, your TV money, you still get a piece of the ACC, you can still be independent. And schedule whoever you want. And oh, by the way, we're not gonna exclude you from the playoff. You can come be a part of the playoff, but you just don't get a bye. Who cares? We get a home game, we'll go mop (laughs) up someone there, and then we can go play against whoever gets a bye. I I don't care. I I think it's actually it's worked out better for Notre Dame because you can't make that, oh, they don't have a 13th, you know, indicator or that championship game anymore. That's not even part of the conversation anymore. Interesting. Okay. It doesn't. Let's
2: be honest, uh, Quinn. It doesn't make a difference what Notre Dame does because they were kind of in the ACC a year ago and they get housed by Clemson, and their reward for that is another bite at the apple. The one team that we knew for a fact. Did you miss the not, first
0: game? Did you miss <laughs> the first game when they beat Clemson? I, I'm, sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. Is this revisionist? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What's listen, happening?
2: Listen. I saw what happened with the backup QB in there. That, 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 that was fine. That the, was the, threw the,
0: for over 400 yards. He did. I don't think the okay. backup QB was the problem. <laughs> I mean, he's a Heisman candidate. He has a, he started what? Two or three games. DJ Lele is, is going to be up for the Heisman this year. He'll probably be at the Heisman ceremony. I, I don't kind think of agree he was with that. issue. I would say, I, I don't think he was the issue. I, I look Ian book played clutch. The defense played lights out. They won fair and square. Look, Notre Dame was the best thing to have in the ACC last year because without Notre Dame, Clemson looks even worse with their strength of schedule going into the playoffs. So you're welcome. We joined for a year. We went to the you know, conference championship game. You're welcome. So that's, I a, know, you, not, but don't you don't you... want,
1: you don't want a conference. No, there's not, nothing that anyone could say, any, any rules committee, any playoff committee could say to make you join. Well,
0: a conference. if, yeah. if they ex- started to exclude them because they weren't, yeah, I think that's where you have to make a tough decision, but, There's a couple things that Notre Dame's independence allows them to do. I think we've all seen like the national schedule. What a lot of people don't realize is Notre Dame is a private institution relies heavily on fundraising, right? Private donors. So when you can schedule games in LA, Chicago, and and the East coast or New York, which they've done before, think about how much you're able to touch and and reach all of your donors and all of your alumni base. That's something that only they can say they can do. So that actually from a fundraising standpoint and making money, which is, that's what it's all about. That plays a huge factor in all this. And i also say this. OU and Texas are leaving the Big 12. Why? Because of money. They want the SEC money that they're getting out of that car. It's not to compete. Texas can't win the Big 12. You're going to win the SEC? Mm. They don't have a shot. So it's about money. Here's the problem. They're yeah. moving. And now we don't know what's going to happen to the Big 12 because of their brands and how powerful their brand is. So if that's the case, and if Notre Dame's brand is as powerful as I think I believe it is, most people would admit, because they've got a sole deal with NBC, why would they ever? If they can continue to keep selling their home games for money from any major network, which I can guarantee you is only going to go up the next time around, why would they ever then join a conference? Like, what, what's the point? Unless, unless they can't play for a national championship, which hasn't been the case yet. You know, I'm going to caution oh, by, you. By the way, uh, yeah. you, you know who created the expansion was part of it? The athletic director of Notre Dame, Jack Schwarberg. So, you know. Really? He, he was one of the people who put it together and then pushed for it. So uh, I'm just I'm just saying you got to think about that too. I guess so. Yeah, I I didn't
1: know if it would backfire, but I will say that you know you could this whole thing. You know who else had an exclusive deal with NBC? A guy by the name of Bill Cosby. So I don't know. Take it take it for what you will. Maybe it's a different thing. I don't know. (laughs) I mean, mean, is
4: it is it that big? No, is it is it that different? Is it Quinn?
2: Obviously, Notre Dame isn't going to lead the charge for them to join a conference based on exactly what you just said. But the NCAA needs to compel notre dame to do it because this is a weird different standard that notre dame gets to apply
0: what are you talking about the ncaa do you think they want to make any rules right now they're just no i know they don't i'm just saying
2: we're not the the idea that notre dame is ever gonna is gonna uh uh, volunteer themselves to join a conference you're exactly right of course they're not going to yes
0: here's the other thing here's what you need to open your mind up to because i think people who are against notre dame joining a conference you're not seeing the bigger picture because what allows what Notre Dame allows themselves to do is be everyone's biggest non-conference opponent. So you know wow. how everyone now's like, all right, within our like, the, for example, the ACC. Let's say they didn't have that subtle alignment. If I'm Clemson and I'm looking for a good non-conference opponent to make my schedule look better, uh, hey, I'm calling up South. But hey, Brian Kelly, are you there? Can we, can we get a game with you? Like every conference is going to look for them to help improve their non-conference schedule. So in reality, them being independent. Only helps every single team they play make their schedule look better. So I never understand how people don't see that part of how they're actually helping college football. Like again, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Eddie Spaghetti,
1: jump on here, please. Uh, let's see you video wise. Eddie's a huge fan of yours and Notre Dame. And look there, at look at that. Shiver. So he dressed there up. Is. Look, he dressed there up for is. the occasion. Brand new, brand new shirt. Uh, uh, I will Notre say Dame. Something happened years ago. <clears throat> Eddie could tell the story. You were, you were guys in the same room, and you signed one of Eddie's breasts or something. I don't know what happened. Eddie, you signed it. You tell the story.
3: Uh, well, hello, Brady. I'm a, a huge fan of yours, Notre Dame, and this was this had to be your rookie year. So you, you and the Browns came to Metla. Uh, actually, wow, it was Giant Stadium back then because I'm from New York yeah. City. So wow. I, it was Jets, Browns, and I wore my Notre Dame gear, wore number 10, and we were down by the tunnel. And you guys are coming off the field after warmups and you like tossed up your it was I guess it was a colder game It was like a Browns beanie hat right to me got that bagged it stuck it to the wall and uh, I've preserved it for for quite a while because I I was more I was I did roof of the I'm a Giants fan so I don't have any ill will towards the Jets but that game I was like I, I have to show my guy. Uh, and and my Notre Dame fandom love, so I I wore the the blue and gold number ten jersey, and you gave me the hat, so I appreciate that greatly. He, he Wait a minute, you yeah. bagged yeah. it like Orbach in Law and Order, as though it was evidence yeah, of something. Yeah. How else do you hang up a uh, a winner hat? You Ziploc it.
1: You stuck it oh, to the like you like shot a moose or something. It's right, it's <laughs> mounted on the wall. I love yeah. it. I love yeah. it. <laughs> Brady, do you remember this at all? Is Or spaghetti making this up?
0: No, no, no. I mean, I used to always try to, when I was leaving warmups, I'd put on stuff that I, I typically either wouldn't wear or I knew I was going to go grab another one. So, like, mm-hmm. but when I'd first get a lot, I always try to give throwaway stuff to fans as much as I could. I'd give them my shirt if I could. But, like, that's part of it. Like, they showed up early. Give them something to take home if you can, you know, especially if they're fans. So uh, I, 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 I recall throwing my beanie up there. I recall there's a couple of times I remember playing in the old, um, you know, Giant stadium. And the weather was just awful. I can't remember uh, how that, how the weather was that day, but there was a couple where it was just miserable. It was like,
1: especially bad in that stadium. It was great. It doesn't really make uh, sense, but
0: yeah. Yeah. It was like one of those days. So I I, I vaguely recall it, but uh, I, I definitely remember always throwing stuff up in the stands. Like I literally tried to give fans as much as I could.
1: Good. Well, I mean, you know, uh, well, however you improve accuracy, right? You could throw it up to the stands. I was going to say that. I had to give him something. I wasn't doing much on the field, so I had to give him a little bit of something, right? Do you want this beanie back? I mean, this is your uh, last opportunity to ask for it back, Brady. No, I'm
0: good. I'm good. You're good. It's bag. I live in South Florida. I don't really have a need for a beanie. That's <laughs> true. That's true.
1: Give us uh, your Heisman winner. Give us your uh, who's going to win. Come out of the playoff.
0: Uh, I, well, it's going to be really boring. Uh, you guys will be shocking to hear this. Uh, it's going to be a rematch of last year's national championship game. It's going to be Ohio State-Alabama. Mm. I'm on the Bryce Young uh, bandwagon before I think anyone else should be. But, you know, when you've got a guy, a high, uh, high school head coach, who's Coach Matt Liner, who's Coach uh, Matt Barkley, who's had all these quarterbacks come through modern day, JT Daniels at Georgia now, and he says Bryce Young's the best of the bunch. And when you put on the tape and watch you know, the, the film and footage that you see – he checks every box and he is going to be scary because he can keep plays alive. He's lethally accurate. He's got a good sense of timing and rhythm for a young player. And of course he's at Alabama. So he's surrounded by a ton of talent. So uh, I think he, he's to me going to be the guy that if I was making a futures bet, I'd put money on him to win the Heisman. I know it sometimes ends up, ends up being somewhat obscure. Right. Um, you know, Joe Burrow a couple of years ago, we didn't know he was going to be the guy, right? Devonte Smith last year, we didn't yeah, think he was going to be a, a wide receiver. Either. Right. So, so I, think you, I think even though he's still somewhere probably in the top five, it's good odds because as they start playing, especially week one, I think they're going to handle Miami pretty, pretty easily. As they start playing, that's, that number is only going to go down. So uh, that's my Heisman pick. And then, like I said, uh, a rematch of the national championship from last year. And in part two, because there, there's two things that are separating college football right now, aside from quarterback class, the offense, right? It's the trenches. This Ohio State offensive line, And no one's talking about this. They're the best since Urban Meyer had gotten there. So Urban Meyer, Ryan Day, that that whole era, this is the biggest, most physical group that they've had. And so that group is going to pave the way for C.J. Stroud. there are six wide receivers. I I was told that they could start anywhere. Alabama, Clemson, wherever, they all six would be in the the starting rotation. They are that good. So I think they're going to be explosive offensively. They've recruited well defensively. This uh, JT uh, Tui Molau, I, I don't think it's the right pronunciation for him, but he's a true freshman, 270-pound kid that can play on the edge, play three technique, they'll move him around. He's kind of that next guy to keep an eye on. Jack Sawyer is a big recruit, too, there. I, I just think these teams are reloading right now with the way they recruit and the way they've continued to be able to backload in guys time and time again. So uh, Ohio State will be there. Alabama will be there uh, and it's going to be another boring season of college football. Throw out is, very this quickly. Is exciting.
1: This is exciting. Shaq. I already forgot about Jake Paul. Just, just from that little the minute and a half uh, long it's, rant. That's beautiful. It's,
2: well, they, those things were all bridges to this. Sal, the, the main event is here. Football is here. And right. there are so many things I want to talk with quick. I've talked to you before about the greatest college football game besides Nebraska, Miami and the orange bowl in 83 was Notre Dame hosting uh usc that uh, in the green jerseys the bush push and all of that um i I, I could talk for five hours with you about that instead let's talk ohio quickly in the time we have left the two (laughs) qbs in pro football there baker mayfield joe burrow you just mentioned them three heisman winners in that one division who kind of wins out in perception, in actual wins, in division championships, and so on over, let's say, the next five years among those three guys, Lamar Jackson included, the two Ohio kids uh, playing there in the AFC North.
0: And I mean, it's hard not to pick Lamar just because I think, hmm. you know, he's already won MVP. They're, they've they've they're they're so loaded too. I mean, they don't they're only losing preseason games because their backups will be. Your starters half the time in preseason, right? So it's like, what are they 20 and 0 now, 19 and 0 whatever the it's number ridiculous. is? It's ridiculous. Is like crazy They can thing. say they want to win it. They can say what they want to win it all they want. All I found out was like, oh, so if Lamar goes down, Tyler Hunt is gonna come in, he's just gonna light the world on fire. Right. Cool. I mean, I saw a little bit of that at Utah, but now I'm watching him going, is this the same player? Um, so I would say Lamar, but I gotta be honest with you, man. Baker just looks good. And I feel like from watching him during his time from Texas tech to Oklahoma, and then even at Oklahoma each year, he just, he looks a little thinner, you know, a little more short, a little more ripped up. Like, and I know the contract thing is kind of like out there and it's something to prove. I just, he's like one of those guys where I'm like, he's getting into the territory of like, I just wouldn't bet against him. Like I, Mm -hmm. I just wouldn't bet against him, And so I think my head is telling me Lamar my heart's telling me Baker, and it doesn't have anything to do with just the fact that he's a, a Browns quarterback. It's the fact that I've watched this kid from the time he was at tech to Oklahoma to now, and he gets better and better and better and better. I don't have the injury concerns with him. I love Stefanski and the fit. I think the roster is immaculate. They're smart. They're they're doing things the right way. So I'm torn between those two. I've got some I've got some real concerns about Burrow and his and coming back from his injury. Just that roster and what it's going to look like if they go through a coaching change, which they're potentially going to do if things don't work out. And, and just overall, I mean, that, that organization has just never really built around anyone. So it's not at fault because of Burrow. It's, it's an injury and it's where he's at, a situation, circumstance. But I'm going to say Baker. And so I know I start out with Lamar, but I'm going to say Baker is the one that I'm betting on for the next five years. And, and I think the Browns will one 2 too after this year's over with. What about Ooh, the So that's,
2: that's interesting. I love wow. that
0: answer.
1: Interesting. The, the, but the incoming class this year, Trevor Lawrence, uh, fields, uh, Lance Wilson, who stands out to you there by the, way, defend your boy, urban Meyer here for trading Gardner Minshew, or for pretending that there's a quarterback controversy
0: and then trading Gardner Minshew. Yeah, no, that, that that's in all honesty. I think that's, that was one decision that I was scratching my head thinking, okay, now I, I think I know the justification for it. And it's because he's a first-time head coach in the NFL. And that culture there needs a complete 180. Mm-hmm. And that's one of those things you do that I think, you know, you bring in guys that you trust, that you've seen before, that you believe in. There's going to be guys that are already there, and you make them all compete. And you just say, hey, no one's being given a job. Because if I do that with one guy, the, the next time we sign a high price free agent or draft a high draft, pick, guess what? he's going to think he just deserves to be here. I think, I think CJ Henderson and that whole situation maybe had a little bit to do with that too. You know, first round draft pick last Mm -hmm. year, good cover corner, but maybe there's some things he's not really buying in. And they're like, we'll we'll trade you. We don't care. Like we're trying to, we're trying to develop a culture. We'll we'll go find some of our cornerback coming here and play. So I think it was about that, you know, coach Meyer, I've been with him to different private events where he talks to corporations about culture and, and how to build your team, how to kind of build out that structure. So I know how important that is to him. I know how important he believes that was to his success at Utah and Florida and Ohio State. So I think that's what it had to do with it. Now, I personally would say, like, you might be kicking yourself weeks five and six if you're, like, watching Zach Wilson. It's taking every rep, right? And and it's better prepared than maybe Trevor Lawrence would be with the guys he's playing with and within the system. Um, So I think that could be the only regret when it's all said and done. What go. about uh, you're down there? What about
2: what's going on with the Dolphins? And it seems like reading the tea leaves as much as you can. It doesn't sound like Flores is giving the full embrace to Tua. Is Watson really? And what is the wisdom of making that move right now? If it, whether it's the Dolphins or anyone else, I mean, you know, I, I, as they always say, like oh that guy's never going to play in the league again. If he's still talented, there will be somebody who will go and get a, oh, yeah. a, a talented guy, but. This feels like a weird time to do it. And indicting your franchise, your would-be franchise QB in the moment is weird. No? Am I misreading all this? It sounds like they want to move on.
0: Yeah, and, and you have to think, too, like the Houston Texans sound like the ones that are throwing out there all this, right? Because I don't think, because the Sean Watson situation hasn't changed. So why would, you know, whether it's the Panthers, who look like they're moving forward, Sam Darnold, the Dolphins, who, look, to us had a good preseason, good camp from all accounts. So why would, why would their offer change or why would their interest change at this point in time? It's the Texans who realize like, we've got to make cuts. We don't want this guy to be on our active roster and then not playing and be a healthy stretch. Like we're wasting a roster spot and the NFL doesn't seem like they're going to do anything at this point. So right. I think they're the ones circulating that stirring that up. I mm-hmm. don't think there's much genuine interest at all to be, to be quite honest, because there's so much uncertainty around the legal situation. And then even from that, like what the NFL is going to do, because once the legal situation takes its course, then the NFL has to investigate. And then you got 22 people, right? I mean, there's 22 civil compliance. I think 10 criminal. I mean, it, there's, there's a lot of moving parts here. So I don't know that anyone wants to bring that on. If, if there's anything to it, I think it's that Brian Flores, the dolphins head coach is an opportunist. I think he is willing to do whatever it takes to win. He knows how hard wins are to come by. He did it last year at times. When, when we sit back and watch and go, why are you pulling Tua? it? Don't you have to figure out if this guy can win you a game at the end of the game. And, and and I don't think as a quarterback, that's bad for his growth and development. He doesn't care. He's just trying to win right now. He'll, right. he'll, he'll worry about the future when he gets there. And if Tua does doesn't grow into that player, then so be it, they'll find someone else. So right. I, I just think he's an opportunist with how he looks at the situation. And if they were to trade for him, it's going to be it, that, that trade's going to be like a, uh, a prenup, right? Like, like it's going to have this list of things where right, it's like, conditions. all right, this first round pick comes back if he's not playing in 2022 or not playing in 2023 or 2021. Like, it's going to – whatever draft pick conversation goes in there, it's going to look like a prenup, and and then, and it's going to be like one of those deals where two years down the road, like, if, if something happens from the legal standpoint in NFL, those picks are coming right back to Miami Dolphins if they were theoretically to trade for them. It would have to be like that.
1: Yeah, I, p- plus who knows where that rumor came from. I mean, could that potentially just have been
0: made up for leverage? Dude – I'll just, I'm not going to name names or say anything else. Say it, name names. One of the things, no, I can't, I can't. Because there, there's. I work with a lot of people too. So there, I have noticed now more than ever, there are people who throw stuff out mm. that they just throw it out to see if it sticks or because they have to talk about something. And then they use that veil of sources. And it's like, mm-hmm. come on, man. You know, or or, you know, now they don't have to name names. I just think, mm-hmm. I'm not attacking journalism. Shafter, you're saying Shafter. Shafter, Schlereth? No. (laughs) Something with the SCH. It's got to be something. No, 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 no. I'm not naming names. I'm not saying that. But I think now more than ever, there has been a lack of um, fact-checking and maybe integrity to some degree with what people write and say nowadays that they've heard or what's going on. Um, And that's just from talking with coaches. That's Mm. talking to players. When you see reports and stuff come out, They'll literally be like floored by it, and they'll just right. be like, "This is so far from the truth." So, are I don't you know. Saying there's that, that's, no just, that's where we
1: are. I, I find that hard to believe. I, I,
0: I think <laughs> I think there used to be the old standard when you put something in print, you had like double, you had like two something. sources, right? Something right. like that. That right. doesn't exist anymore. Now when wait a, a minute here. It.
2: We have to push back, Sal. We're on we're on the media side, and actually, so is Quinn at this I mean, point. Are. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We are. We have to push back. Kyle Shanahan's proven himself to be a liar. These coaches lie every year. The GM's around the draft and free agency and otherwise. We're just meeting the level, you know, that that was established by coaches. Here's a question for you, Quinn. Now I'm back. I I,
0: I don't deny that. Like, coaches (laughs) say stuff all the time. And I I always say the media should hammer them. Like, when you say, like, a guy's going to be here for the long term, you trade the next year, you don't need to say he's going to be here for the long term. You know, right. you're like you, you're smarter than that to phrase things that way. David Gettleman with Odell Beckham, David Gettleman's a smart guy. He didn't need to act like, you know, Odell Beckham's going to retire a giant. Like it, it, he could have just said, Hey, we're really excited about this guy. We signed him to the contract. We can't wait to, you know, get him back out there in the field. Like you don't need to like say all these, you know, you know, it I is very weird. I, yeah, I said it,
1: they – last week I said they should go the other way. Shanahan said, you know what? You caught me in a lie about the quarterback situation. I'm not to be trusted. And, uh, you know, try to think so about that for the rest of the year. No, you're not going to get the truth. This. What would happen you, you to You guys him?
0: know – no, no, you guys know this. All he does is have to dangle the possibility of sure. Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo in the same game. And what do you think every defensive coordinator does? They're like, right. oh, crap. Now, I got to prepare for quarterback run game. Now, I have to prepare for potentially option plays. Like in college football, you prepare, like, like we, when we played Navy every year, right? That's like, you know, go back to World War II. That's like a whole agreement with Notre Dame. We started in the spring. We then prepare in training camp, and then you prepare the week before. Like it's a whole year thing. And so, if you tell defensive coordinators that now, every single week, every team that they play against, I don't care if you do it once or twice in a game or 20 times in a game. Now they've got to prepare for all these plays. It keeps them up at night. It's like preparing for two teams. So I, I, I think it's smart
1: on his part. Why would you ever name a starter by Monday when you could do it Friday? Why would you ever be sincere with the injury report if you don't really have to? I, I totally agree. But yeah, that's Belichick's like that
2: playing the same way. game now. He's yeah, he's he's doing it with Cam and Mac. That's uh yeah. but, but my I, I, I just love that game in South Bend. And so I have one more question for you about it: the Bush push. If that doesn't happen. I know it sticks in your craw. I'm sure it, it does at least. Um, if you guys survive that game, what happens the rest of the season?
0: Well, we play for the national championship. we would going to play Texas. Right. And how do you feel about uh, that I don't that But, show? well, it wouldn't have been a good one. I mean, like, let's <laughs> put it this way. If, so we wind up in the, the same place. Okay. Pretty much. No, no. If, if the top four teams <laughs> were us, USC, Texas, and Ohio State, which, mind you, Texas and Ohio State played that year earlier in the season. Mm-hmm. That was when Troy Smith had just gotten started as as their starter, and so as the season went on, and you could see he got better and better and better. But we we weren't. I mean, we obviously Troy Smith had a big day against us. Ted Ginn had a big day against us, but we weren't as equipped to go up against a more mobile quarterback like that. So Vince Young would have been Vince Young and probably done big things against against us. We were best suited to take on USC, even with Reggie Bush, which obviously that strategy worked to some degree, at least close enough to give us a chance. So, um, yeah, it, it, would have been, it would have been a tough matchup regardless for us. Because I really felt like Ohio State, because we played USC and Ohio State that year, obviously, in the Fiesta Bowl. I thought Ohio State was the better team. Hmm. I, I really do. I think if they would have played Texas for that national championship game, and as epic as that game was, because everyone makes it such an epic big game, I actually think Ohio State would have had a, a better chance of beating Texas than USC did in a rematch. Yeah.
1: See that's that's how you live with yourself, Shaq. Right? Like, oh, we you, probably wouldn't have won the game anyway. So, but no, most guess, athletes yeah. are de-
2: delude themselves into thinking that oh, well, we would have beat anybody. We probably I, wouldn't
0: have won. Like, that's the best. About it it would have been a tough matchup. It would have been a all tough right now. Matchup.
2: Now that you're not jiving here, answer this: Who <laughs> throw? Does Jeff Samarja throw a football better than you throw a baseball?
1: Yeah, interesting. Oh,
2: what if Samarja took uh, over I as mean, QB and you took over as a starting pitcher, who would fare better?
0: Probably. He slings it pretty well. Like mm. we used to, we used to go out him. He can, he can sling it. Him, Tommy Z because Tommy Z used to play quarterback in high school. Um, and then Anthony Fasano, shockingly enough, mm. our mm. tight end there. And Fasano played forever. I think he did like, I don't know if it was shot put or discus or something, but because we used to always say like who could throw the furthest. Fasana would do like this pirouette type thing and just heave the ball. And it was unbelievable. Um, but yeah, I, I would, I would say, Oh man, that's a tough question to answer. Pro- probably some margin, probably some, mar- Dude, so we, oh, we had the whole bookstore oh, basketball 100. tournament. Yeah. No, no. We had the bookstore basketball tournament in, in South Vets, the largest five on five outdoor tournament. And there's always rules and crap. You can only have so many athletes on each team, but it's like anyone affiliated with the university, employees, students, athletes, whatever but you can only have like three football players or one basketball player, whatever the case is. Well, so we needed a player at one point. Now, mind you, we're in spring ball, just pitching. And so like, we were down. We had like two guys who are football players on our team that injured in practice. And so I've got like two other students that I recruited. We used to go scout them out at the uh, at the rec center. So these guys are ballers, but I need two more players. Otherwise like it's three on five and we're in like the sweet 16. So mm. I'm like, Jeff, you gotta come help us out, man. You gotta come help us out. And so I, I, find a, I find him and then like one other, you know, random slappy. And then, and Samarja's just balls. Samarja was like, he was, he's just a good athlete. Like you literally could have asked him to do anything. And he's way big. Have you seen him in person? I don't no. think I have. Dude, he's huge. He's like six foot six and he's got he's these tall. broad shoulders. Like I, I went down to see him when he was in town uh, pitching. This is a couple years ago now. And I remember, I remember like he came over during batting practice. We were talking. I was like, I forget how big he is. He's just a gigantic human being in general. So he, he was a ridiculous athlete. Man. He would have been great at whatever he, he did. You are go. you
2: the greatest Notre Dame quarterback of all time? Just say it. Stamp
0: it. Stamp it. I mean, yes. I, I, feel like, I feel like everyone who gets asked that question probably thinks they are as a quarterback because we're all very vain and conceited and all think that. So sure, yeah. There you
2: go. That's the way to do it. Wow, I we're talking it. to the greatest in Notre and Notre Dame is like he talked about at the top. They're a Pretty gift to school. college football. So that makes Brady Quinn, you know, a gift to football. God bless you, Brady Quinn.
1: <laughs> let's, uh, let's go out on that. Brady's giving us way too much time. I'm going to have to. I, I owe you a Lunchable from the vending machine when we're. No,
0: we, we, you, you guys need to get to Columbus, Ohio. We'll go to Iconos. Get there for like an Ohio steak. Yes. And we'll go to Iconos. You taste out the pizza and you see what, see what it's like. See we'll go to
1: Iconos and Columbus. You and I will give you your beanie back, the, the one that Eddie Spaghetti stole. <laughs> we'll, we'll make a day of it. Big noon kickoff. Oh, it's going to be fun. On Saturday, Lots of fun. Brady Quinn, thanks for coming on, pal. Thanks, guys. He's so much fun. Lots of fun around the office. Big noon kickoff. Brady Quinn, life of the party. Hey, let's talk NFL. Now, we don't want to look too much into this preseason. Here's my takeaways. The Ravens, the the streak is insane. They've won 20 in a row. Can't be overstated. Uh, 20 in a row, which is more than a regular season. So I've brought it up before. If a baseball team had won hundred and seventy. Grapefruitly, I don't even know what that's what they call them anymore. Preseason games in a row. That would be a huge story, right? Kind of a similar thing. They've won more than a season's worth of, uh, uh, of victories here. They have, they lose Dobbins. Civil war
2: reenactments. They've won. Yeah, yes. but they lose Dobbins.
1: So those are the two stories for me, Ravens injuries and Colts injuries. Colts lost another left tackle. Uh, that's the takeaway here. I don't know what the, you know, I was talking about it with brother Bry. You could say this for every position, but why are running backs playing a lot here? It seems like the one running back and quarterback, maybe the guys that should sit out and uh, root everyone on from the sideline.
2: Well, quarterback, obviously I get it. If you're a young guy and, you know, trying to get used to pro speed and everything else, the running back. I mean, my goodness, you could he could walk in the building to get two days before the regular season start yeah. and, uh, and not skip a beat as long as he's in shape. Yeah. It's I, I get it, too, when people say you need the reps and you need, uh, we need to look at this guy. It should be devoted to, as I've said ad nauseum, but I'm going to say again, if preseason games were essential, college teams would play them. They don't. And people say, well, they schedule a cupcake. Does Georgia have a cupcake to start their season off? Does Clemson? No, they don't, obviously. so that, So we can reject that out of hand. They're I think they are going to start
1: with preseason. I could see college starting with. We could have had Brady Quinn, but I could definitely, definitely see that on the docket in the next couple of years. Not if it's a moneymaker,
2: yeah. Well, if it's a, yeah. if it's something that, uh, it that they could be? cash yeah. in on, then sure. Yeah. But there's no there's no reason that you need to have two pro football teams smash into each other with the, with, you know, the rate of injury, especially right. in this millennium, it's, it's, it's loco. It's why the players union doesn't want the games. It's why the play, uh, I, I suspect the players union would do away with them, except for that. It, it They're incented to keep having them because it puts the fringe guys in the spotlight. And it's an opportunity to create tape, of those fringe guys, so that they get picked up by one of the other thirty-one teams, should they get cut by uh, the team right. that they've been with for the last month. But so they're not going to go away because of exactly what I just said. Both sides get something out of it, but the injuries are just the worst. What, what are we doing? It's, Bad, in-
1: it's Good for your Steelers. It's good for your Steelers that these Ravens will let them rack up. I'm 50 too classy, Sal. I'm too.
2: Role. I'm too classy. I want my. No, I don't like. Not. I really don't. I don't like it when the other team is hurt. Again, it speaks to my class, but I'd, I would never want to beat a team if their backup QB had to go. You, you know, I d-
1: were excited. Well, I when did they ended up playing that Ravens Steelers game on a Wednesday or something. Yes. You were right.
2: happy to not see Lamar Jackson because they game. did Stop. because that was ridiculous because half the team had COVID and the schedule got kicked all, all yeah. over the place. And so it became detrimental to the Steelers who had done nothing wrong in that situation. In that case, yes ethically I thought it was the the Steelers got screwed by the schedule moving around for the second time on them in that season last season but yeah no I mean it's terrible for that uh it's a shame for that kid and I do think man before I, I said it before Dobbins went down I, I I don't I'm not as in love with the Ravens as mm. apparently the rest of the universe is I, I don't think I think they're I'm going under I was going under 11 before Dobbins got hurt and I'm certainly sticking with that now I
1: got. I have exactly one team making the playoffs from that division, and that's Brady Quinn's Cleveland Browns. I have three playoff teams from the West, from both West divisions. In fact, in the NFC West, I have three teams making the final four uh, wow. in the NFC. Yeah, I mean, what the hell do I know? But, yeah, I'm counting uh, these teams beating up on each other all year long. Steelers, nine wins. Ravens, nine wins. Browns, 10 or 11. I think I have them at 11 in the Bengals. At seven, uh, we touched on it with Brady, uh, the Gardner Minshew trade. And I looked at it and I, I commented that, well, this is the, sa- I, I know people get on my case, but we haven't seen Trevor Lawrence. Tre- I get great Trevor Lawrence checked down 10 out of 12 passes and ended up with decent stats. That's exactly what you need to do in the preseason. Good for him. But right now, Gardner Minshew is the second best quarterback I think in that division. And then he goes to the NFC East where he might be the second best quarterback in that division I'm annoyed that they get first of all we we questioned Urban Meyer all right how can you say there's a quarterback controversy and then get rid of this guy for what a fifth and a sixth second thing i was thinking is damn it why didn't the cowboys get him well, that's a decent oh i you could you could win that division with this guy you know and and i heard the rumors that i've heard the rumors
2: that the eagles did it to keep him from going to dallas especially sure. with the 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 mystery surrounding Dak at this point, it looks like he's all right, I guess, and ready to go for week one. But are we sure? I mean, that's now what? Uh, not 10 days away from right now. They're going to like I'm, if
1: week one, if we were supposed to win that, I, I, everyone's counting that as a loss against Tampa Bay. So, all right. If we don't get the best of Dak, so be it. But if that was home against the Giants on a Sunday night like that game normally is, we might have a different story. Here. But, yeah, you're right. Uh, they, by the way, the Eagles, now that you mentioned it, they do that a lot, right? Just just blocking everybody in the division. They get Devonta Smith, where they make that trade to screw the Giants over. They screwed the Giants over anyway at the end of the year. Now they get Minshew to screw the Cowboys over. A lot, a lot of feistiness. Do you
2: way. feel, though, Sal, after watching... Uh, As much as you may have consumed or not, or read or otherwise, Mm -hmm. how much have you gleaned about your team and your division, the NFC East, the Giants, Eddie Spaghetti, plug your ears. There are a lot of offensive line, specifically the tackles, are not looking good. I ignore it. So I'm not going to overreact to it. If I were the sort who did react to what happens in preseason games, though, I would be spooked in the division that includes the pass rushers, potentially, that Dallas can throw out there, and obviously what Washington can do. And we know that the strength for the last decade, even for bad Eagles teams, has been their defensive front. That's, a, that's bad for the Giants. And if you do react to that sort of thing, then we got to hand the division to the Cowboys, Right.
1: I, th- you know, I've said it over and over, and until they end up playing the games, so I'm like, oh, look, they lost on a dumb play. You know, that, that that's how they do it. But yes, I think the Cowboys' offensive unit is the best unit in the division. Washington's defense is second, and that's why I'm taking Dallas. The Giants, you could say it's the preseason. The offensive line, PFF has them ranked at 32nd. Like, I can't give that team nine or ten wins. Like, if you have the worst offensive line, but you know, graded in the in the league, Philadelphia. Another case, I think they're $30 million dead cap money. If you look at the teams that over the years, and there's a pretty good sample size between 25 and 35 million, they win like 30% of their games. It's going to be very hard to overcome that. And I don't believe in hurts anyway. So you got Dallas and Washington. I don't know. I'm a homer. Don't talk to me. I'm a homer. I see they're going to win 11 games even after losing. Against Tampa Bay,
2: well, Spaghetti will tell you that the Giants' defense is the the strength of that team, and I guess it'll have to be sure. um, for them to be relevant. If the offensive line can't hold up, it's just practically let's not uh, you know it's not overthinking things or oversimplifying things. If they if they can't protect Dimes again this year, that's the wrong division to be in because you know Chase Young alone is going to torment mm. Dimes for 120 minutes.
3: Spaghetti um, was
1: that exciting talking to Brady Quinn.
3: That was amazing. He is so he's so on point with Notre Dame joining a conference with the playoff. Um, I mean, even his recounting of of our our great moment together. Uh, I mean, he's he's uh, he's really as good as it gets.
1: You know what's awesome too? These guys are talking gambling and odds and not afraid anymore, Shaq.
2: It opens it up. It's a whole new world. And, oh, it it's uh, dynamite. Yeah, I could I could have uh, just opened up. Um, Banduel and just tick down every game that we have upcoming in the next seven days and just gotten his thoughts on that we're, we're here we don't need not that we I, I don't want the audience to think we've been vamping for the last few months right. but this is it this is the main event just now, as you watch the, when you watch a basketball uh, when, when you watch a, a boxing night and you right. pay for it you get the undercard that's what, that's what July is. It's the Yeah, the, under the sports
1: cards. fans, they're depressed. The Jake Paul-Woodley fight is over. Where do we turn? But no, football, you're right. There, there is football. We checked the calendar. And we checked FanDuel.com slash extra points. I love these uh, player prop parlays they have. Now, I, mm-hmm. I had a hard time finding one. They have over. I love, I like unders, right? I like unders in all these. I think they bake in extra yards, obviously, for the extra game. They don't really count injuries in this, but... I did find an over I like. If you go to player props on FanDuel.com slash extra points, player prop parlay, Rodgers, 40-plus touchdown passes, and Devontae Adams, 1,500-plus receiving yards, 6-1 to odds, Shaq. That's not terrible. 48 last year for Rodgers. Twice in the last five, he's had 40 or more. Uh, for Adams, two of the last three yards, he's right there, 1374, 1386 add the extra game i like it rogers 40 plus adams 1500 plus six to one
2: odds did you see one you like i mean jesus christ though i mean 1500 yards is is heavy but there's the yeah. extra game That's by it. the way when i say Jesus' name it reminds me the arizona state sun devils are now there's there's a campaign to make them the sun angels because it's time. too offensive I I Arizona State the- Jesuses. I want that. that let's do that because then that, let's cut to the chase. Everything's so offensive. If it, if we go with the Arizona State Jesuses, then everybody right. will be excited, right? By, <laughs> my, that's the logic I'm trying to apply. By the way, one other Does thing: Does Jesus
1: hold the pitchfork, though the pitchfork stays or it doesn't. I no, we we keep
2: the whole thing. We're going to commit. We're going to make a gotcha. hard right turn here, and we're going to commit to this because I'm just trying to follow the logic of people who are offended by Sun Devils. So mm-hmm. this is 180 degrees, right? The right. son is, or something. But anyway, um, by the way, when I say renaming things, I've said it before. And uh, and all the best to the to the good people in the bayou. They're the some of the best people in uh, in oh, the yeah, United States sure. and beyond. They are really a different group of people. I was there right after Katrina and uh, the, the people when when Mardi Gras rolled around as appointed Katrina or otherwise, they were out in the street dancing, celebrating life as they do every year. It's uh, so, so best to them, and I know a that they different
1: life, yes. Keep yeah, it going. really is. Prayers it really
2: them. is something. But, you know, speaking of Hurricanes, Ida, I mean, Kevin. There was a <laughs> Hurricane Kevin recently. We need to take advantage of the great refillable resource that is football players' names. Hurricane DeBricashaw oh, is- Oh, like a, that. Now that, like, then you don't feel like- my home was destroyed by Hurricane Bricashaw. There's a dignity in that that you don't get from being destroyed by, by that, Ida. That's
1: one way to look at it. I look at it like, all right, Hurricane Ida's coming. Like, all right, family, we could, we could beat Ida. We can't beat Bricashaw. You know what? That's so, why you so, leave. That's what so we need. Pretty, like, you're not. But I, no, but you got uh, to, to get in a mindset of, all right, we can get through this. I, I like the, uh, the sissy names.
2: But we're not going to hunker down, though. We're going to get out of town and respect Hurricane Mean Joe because, like, we can't beat that. We All ain't right. beating Hurricane Dick. Let's go until uh, until Dick uh, gets out of the way here. Um, now, the one what I liked like? is... Uh, I, I baked- meant to ask you, do you like a freaking player prop
1: parlay? Oh, wait, I did ask <laughs> you was 11 minutes ago.
2: <laughs> what a creep. <laughs> I'm getting to it now. Here we go. <laughs> sure Brady Quinn mentioned it. And I'm gonna, and you're very excited about it. Listen, I'm like the rest of the the football watching universe here. This is the Cleveland Browns year. We all see it. We all know mm-hmm. it. Congratulations in advance. Um, you know, make uh, make the parade cele- plans currently, and uh, and you know the rest uh, will just fill our fill the time until we can have that parade in uh, mid February in Cleveland. Now Baker Mayfield, three hundred or, or thirty plus touchdown passes odell beckham over a mm. thousand receiving yards you get it at plus 320 there you go do you well, believe how, in how, that how is you're, that you're not gonna being go
1: sarc- you're being sarcastic i'm not being sarcastic do you, do you baker
2: mayfield's gonna hey, listen 17 games unless he gets hurt he's going over 30 odell beckham unless he gets hurt is going over a thousand yards obviously the latter is uh you you, you can uh, be cynical about based on odell's injury history but i'm feeling optimistic yeah. bet that plus 320 there you go all Muzzle right talk. yeah the,
1: i think the baker part is the is the problem that i mean that offense is going to be solid but a lot of it's going to come on the ground with chubb and hunt right so to get to 30 but you got Take the, extra the ball game. out of his
2: hands too much you not mean
1: not bad yeah plus 320 is good good for that i think i mean crap i i need 40 with uh rogers you just need 30 with baker i have plus 600 you get plus 320 on baker and uh, Beckham combination. I wish they threw some unders in there because I'd be all over it. I, I, it's yes. hard to find like some of these, some of these overs here. How about? I Matt don't want to pull
2: the curtain back or yeah. anything because I'm not like I have any special insight on it anyway. But isn't that, uh, isn't that sort of a tell? That there aren't any unders, and shouldn't we be bet like we've talked about here already? Shouldn't we be betting the unders then on all the individual? Yeah, they want player you to waste props? your
1: money on the sorry fan though. I get what's going on here. You want us to waste our money on overs, let alone parlaying overs. But um I I do still, you know, I found one I like, you found one you like. I mean like some play. like I wanna jump on one like Matt Ryan five thousand plus passing yards, Ridley fifteen hundred, and Pitts uh uh a thousand. Uh that's fourteen to one odds. But um you know the odds of that happening are, are are very slim,
2: even less than fourteen to one. But I like the I like the, 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 the the chalk kind of uh, picks to make. But Eddie Spaghetti mentioned it um mm-hmm. on minus three last week, and I really can't. You know, after a whole off season of intrigue with Stafford and the you know contract status of this quarterback and is that hall of fame quarterback going to play or is he or is he going to be the host of jeopardy or is he going to be forcibly retired by the Pittsburgh Steelers all that let's get back to the matter at hand the Tom Brady Tampa Bay Buccaneers they're going to have the best record in the league aren't they by the way the Titans so. number 1 seed in the AFC is a is a great bet given what's going on with the Colts i mean the 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 Titans have a relative breeze to the division crown unless they fall on their face. But the Buccaneers in the NFC, what are we talking about? They have everybody back. What are we so we're worried about? Are we... They're the
1: team to beat and the Rams are a better team. Top yeah. to bottom. If you look at it, if Stafford's, you know, anywhere as good as uh, you think he might be, I think that's, I think Tampa, I have Tampa losing to green Bay in the playoffs as a hmm. wild card, as a wild card, wow. green Bay gets their revenge. But check, this is why it's also exciting. Also exciting. You get to kick somebody out of our fantasy league. You won again. This keeps happening. Um, Every podcast leading up to the September 7th draft, you are going to announce someone who's safe. Last week, you announced that the Dutch MOOC is safe. You will not be kicking him out. I spoke to him on the phone. He was over the moon about it. He's very excited Mm -hmm. uh, about this little shield you put in front of him. Now, you could be completely lying, but you did say you would add one every podcast from now until uh, late next week. What do you think?
2: Well, uh, yeah, uh, I'm pleased to announce um, probably two people maybe listening right now will know who this is. But um, as a man of justice, I'm I'm not philosophically for the kickout rule. It's Sal's diabolical ploy. Sal got himself kicked out a number of years ago because I decreed that if I ever had, if I ever wielded the power, out of justice. He's the one who imposed this on us, so Sal's the one That's who's got to go. It's fine. All right. Now, I only did it once to you, though. Why? Because I'm a I'm a good guy, you know? I, I showed you grace. Then I, I showed Simmons not grace last year. Mm-hmm. I can't kick him out again. Please do it anyway. Kick me out again. <laughs> then I kicked out another. I kick people out pretty much every year because I win almost every year. A couple years ago, I cl- kicked out our pal Blood. Blood I wish you would kick
1: lead. the trophy out of your car that you ended up totaling. At least someone could have found it on the side of the
2: road, but cool cats aren't in it for the hardware. it's a, mm. it's, a it's about the eternal glory of victory. Right. I'm pleased to announce for his sake, the bald headed wonder himself, blood, You're safe this year. Really? I kicked you out out a couple years ago. I'm not going to kick you out again. What's the
1: point of doing that? All right, so now here's the thing with him. Good guy, Elliot, uh, lawyer. I'm friends with him through my cousin Jimmy. When I moved out here 25 years ago, he put me in a fantasy league. I put him in ours. I made sure, even though he's not friends with, I would say he's um, the most distant from the group of uh, 11 here. Right. Uh, we keep them around, and it was that reason that you kicked them out. You're like, all right, I'm going to get the least friction out of Valley Blue." No, no, right? I kicked them out uh, because,
2: again, I don't love it, and I said, okay, the le- you know what? There are too many things going on. I'm kicking out the last person to show up physically at the draft. It yeah, was blood, and that was it. But I felt it. bad even then doing it because they showed up. He and his partner showed up. And they had made T-shirts, especially for the draft occasion. And everybody got to look at them for about uh, 83 (laughs) seconds before they had to turn back around and walk out the door. I think they had
1: like a big meal and everything sent to the the draft. Uh, I don't know what's going on. Well, all right, that's interesting. So the Dutch Mook and uh, Elliot Blute are safe. And and, right, and, so and, and I want to say John here and now, Hams of the world, and hench we are still on the uh, potential. Tr- if this is in fact uh, legit,
2: there, I could be lying. First of all, as you say, <laughs> right. Um, one and two, I really would like to not keep doing this because to, to be uh, to be announcing these things unless you want me to be lying about. Uh, You're done winning. Att- You're not kicking anybody
1: out after. This. So don't don't even worry about it. Don't you won't feel bad for it about it after this year i promise
2: all right sounds I like promise. it's time for another legal document then well, uh do like, a, like i had drafted uh, a few years ago who who knew i was about to start this dynastic run and not need it render it moot but i did have a legal document drafted by mark garagos and it it, it did in fact state you if i don't kick you out now you can't kick me out for the next five years generous because yeah. i could have really said I'll kick you out right now if you don't uh, sign this document saying you're never going to kick me out for the rest of our lives. Right. I yeah. could go that route too. <laughs>
1: that, I would, uh, I, that would be my, the greatest trial in history, U.S. history, trying to make that hold up. Anyway, I did have a draft last night. I have one today oh. at 2 p.m. Eastern. Uh, I'm on TV live at 2 p.m. Eastern. I have the second pick. Uh, Clay Travesty has the first pick. I think he's going Derrick Henry. It's a snake draft. It's a big money league. So to be doing this live, looking down at my phone on our first show back with uh, poor Alex Curry has to deal with this right now. Um, I think I have to go either McCaffrey or Cook. Maybe I'll let her pick. I don't know. But it's interesting that we're going to be doing this live. Maybe it's not interesting.
2: No, no, it's a, <laughs> no it's a, you definitely shouldn't. You just, you should... Um, just announce without any explanation why you're just randomly shouting out football players
1: names. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Can you input that someone I'll I'll chat out to the commission. I I can't, I don't have access on my, my cell phone in studio, but
2: yeah. Najee Harris. Just say you're (laughs) screaming, uh, randomly interrupting people. Hey, here's what about if we do this as just the staff to see who knows what's going down in 2021 NFL. Let's take, one through 32, every team on FanDuel has a season win total. We all pick the over-unders, and then we power rank them. The ones that we're most confident in gets 32, and the one we're least confident in gets, what? Uh, gets the one. Oh, oh, for what? For record? For record, for season totals, for season win totals. What is the season win total, in other words, to cut to the Ugh. chase here, that you're most Confident. Well,
1: I'll tell you what, that seems like a good idea. Is that just me and you, or do you want to get the whole staff?
2: To I said do it? staff, you, I listen, open it up to the listener. I don't care. Do it the whole way. I feel very I would like to do that.
1: But then we have this fun thing tonight, this um, futures draft. So we did mm-hmm. this back in February. So you draft in snake order. Everyone in uh, on the extra points team does it Hansha's there, Harry, Dar- Parley Kid, everybody. We do this snake order thing. And so Shaq goes first. He could take, um, what would you could take? Like the Lakers to win the title. And I could take uh, uh, Djokovic to win Wimbledon. So it goes from February to July. There's a bunch of categories out there. We have that draft tonight. I'm just getting a note. Joel is out. What is this? Babyface Joel Solomon's out. He's too good for the league. What? What is that?
4: Uh, uh, it's a horrible excuse. It's a, it is a horrible excuse. I I, uh, I have to watch the Jake Paul fight again. <laughs> All
1: right, come on. What is it?
4: What no, is it really? I I, uh, I I have a cousin in town that I, I haven't seen in two years, and tonight is literally the only night uh, she. can I do am it. doing a draft on live TV. I
1: can get fired for this, uh, and you can't just break away for uh, four minutes every twenty minutes or, or thirty seconds every twenty minutes.
4: This is this takes a lot of research. You're this in stuff. this, Joel. You know I'm,
1: I'm, you're in. You're in. If you I, I, there's no um. There's no auto draft. Is the problem? You this is
4: disgraceful. This you Brady Quinn
1: sits
2: here, and, and at, at the risk of of diminishing himself, he 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 abides by the no jive policy and tells the truth about Ohio State being better than his Irish way back when. And now right. Joel tells us the lame excuse of an imaginary cousin in town.
4: No, Joel, how are He's you? How are you checking it. your email while we're? All, I don't even. Know, this is this is. You should be. I don't. Here. I don't normally check, but my. But I was talking totally about hurricane
2: names. And he tuned out. Like yeah, he that was started it. I was, looking, uh, I was I was deleting spam while
1: Sheck went through Hurricane Ida and uh, his <laughs> hatred for it. Uh, you're in Joel, so you got to figure. You and your cousin sit down and figure it out. What is your cousin a girl or does she? Does he care about sports?
4: She is. Uh, I I can't imagine that she she cares much about sports.
1: Joel, this thing's but, over an hour and twenty minutes. Just
4: just figure it out. Can we make it eight o'clock?
1: No, the, the uh, East Coasters don't want to do this at 11, start at 11 at night.
4: All right. Well, then it comes down to either my wife pissed at me or you pissed at me. Yeah. So I guess exactly. I'll do it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. This draft. isn't even your
2: cousin. This is her cousin?
4: I, I, I'm in. I said I'm in at, right. the risk of, at the risk of her being pissed or sound being in. pissed. I'm, I'm
1: doing a draft on live TV and then on my way home. I'm sorry, but I'll be doing it in the car. So you could figure this out with your cousin.
4: I have to tell your Toby, he, he, yes, and I, that I get first pick. I don't know what that's going to do, but
1: sure, go ahead, take the first pick.
2: <laughs>
4: we'll
1: do that, Sal. Best yeah.
2: give, leave the listener with uh, with uh, Sal the Sharps' pick of the year, win total, the one you're most confident in. Uh, well, here's the thing. I'm taking the biggest, like, so my
1: biggest discrepancy is Atlanta who I have winning 11 or 12 games. I know. I don't, over... I, your so, thing with Atlanta so is I, I very interesting.
2: And I don't think it's crazy either.
1: I can't lose. I can't lose it. But I also, I'm going to tell you right now, I like the Raiders over six and a half. I have them winning nine games. Uh, I'll throw that out there as that's my fun. Uh, favorite. I think that's it. I think Gruden gets it together. That one of the playoff teams, in the West, what's yours? What would you say yours is?
2: I, 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 it's, when I, this comes out of my mouth, obviously, I'm a gigantic homer. The Steelers are going over eight and <laughs> and <laughs> I, that, that's, I mean, and a half. They're going over that's eight and a half. That's what we did it's, that
1: for? You set me up to ask you? Like, no, like, I, I, I,
2: I brought it up to tell you about the power rankings idea, which right. I think is fun. Uh, I like to, it. To I'm, go I'm just, just upset about this Joel thing. I gotta figure this uh, out. Let's do it. Fifty thousand dollar buy-in, and that'll be it. But I, I it. but I mean, I really, I mean, I do. And I guess I'm not breaking news here by saying that again. But really, are you? you I'm glad Sal is on the right side of history, even though he's going nine, which is fine. That's over mm-hmm. eight and a half. It's a smart bet.
1: There you go.
2: All right. College football back, FanDuel Sportsbooks making
1: week one. Yes, we got through week zero, unscathed. Even more exciting right now, all customers get a risk-free bet on any week one game. That's right, place any week one bet. Get a refund and site credit if you don't win. Here it is. I'm going Clemson over Georgia. I like it. That's a good enough risk-free bet. He's going to win the Heisman Trophy. I'm going to learn how to say it. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started. Sign up with promo code Extra Points to place your risk-free bet today. That's promo code Extra Points. Fast payouts, safe and secure, easy to use, and that check is why they're the number one-rated sportsbook app in America. My pick of the day: Do it on FanDuel.com/slash-ExtraPoints. The Blue Jays and the under nine and a half. The Blue Jays. Now, if you want them against the Orioles here, they're minus 330. And minus 154. Shaq, I made the mistake of when the Orioles broke their streak, they're 19 in a row, 20 in a row, 19 in a row they lost. I was like, they're going to now go on a little bit of a winning streak. And when I say winning streak, four out of seven, which if you take the plus money, it'll be good. Remember when the Sabres lost all those games? And then they won and we were betting against them. Like, oh, crap. What is this? They're winning every other night here. I thought that would be the case. Not the case. They won one more against the Angels. Then they lost to Tampa Bay. They're 1-18 against Tampa Bay. All you AL East lovers. Oh, my God, we all have great records. Yeah, because Tampa Bay's 18-1 against the O's, which makes the Blue Jays minus 339 on eight and even minus 154 on the run line, which is prohibited. Chris Ellis for the Orioles, 28-year-old, posted 386 ERA, limited time, struck out 10 batters. Um, he goes against Robbie Ray, who's Harry would stalk in Arizona. He would check, check his trash. He's competing for the Cy Young here. 2.72 ERA. Allowed one run at 14 Ks through seven versus the White Sox
2: last week.
1: I like the Blue Jays. I like the under. 6-1 final.
2: Lock it in there, Shaq. What do you like? Wow, I love it. He's given the specific score even. That's uh, that's excellent. A good ball game up there in the Bay Area with uh, National League playoff implications. It's the Brewers. It's the Giants. I am tempted to take the Brewers there. Cueto can't get through the sixth inning. He hasn't in uh, his last six starts. The Brew Crew, the favorite team there, plus one twenty. Like I say, very tempted to take them. Burns v. Cueto there. I'm going to go with the over. It's at uh, it's at seven and a half. There you get it at uh, minus one fourteen. Like I say, Cueto has been fine in terms of uh, runs allowed. The problem is is that he gets you about halfway home. Burns has been dodgy. I think uh, that these two teams, high end teams in the uh, National League, combined for at least eight runs. There, take the over. Tevin has very low, very low in today's uh, major leagues. They've, they've mm-hmm. caught up. The bats have caught up a little bit. Uh, what
1: else do I want to say? Yeah, FanDuel.com/slash/extra points. Put those bets in there. I was checking. I won on third. We had a big. Uh, you had Dodgers run line in that game that went seven hundred innings. One, huh? That's a fun one, and I won. I think I had the Blue Jays. I think I had the Blue Jays on that one. Also, uh,
2: so how about well but I'm also, Sal. How about Damashek? We're not even into week one, or now we are, but we were in week zero. Two and zero is what Damashek is on the season, college football wise. We didn't
1: even talk about Illinois. Told you um, UCLA minus
2: 17 and a half. Now all of a sudden a juicy game upcoming for them. A little little spread
1: there. I thought that spread would be higher. LSU only a a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Because you you saw what
2: UCLA just did to Hawaii, how much you can overreact to that.
1: That's right. They're playing the best team in the country, UCLA. (laughs) Yeah, that Nebraska-Illinois game, it reminded you why it was week zero when the punt was fielded at the half-yard line, and that uh, (laughs) changed the course of the game. But you're right. It was great to have it back. Uh, Javi Baez is a douchebag. We got to go. I don't know what else to say. With the thumbs down, he's going, given the, I didn't know what he was doing, I was watching the game and he's giving thumbs downs and Lindor's giving thumbs down. The Lindor thing bums me out even more because Baez is done. They're not re-signing him. He should bat ninth. He should bat ninth in the order. Like you want to boo the fans? You want to thumbs down the fan? This is not like, uh, the fans pay your salary. This is not like, you know, you have a Twitter account and, or a podcast and you're giving out content for free and the fans are booing you, tell them to screw off then. They're paying your salary. So if you're not dumping $100 bills into the crowd when you go 0 for 5 5 with five strikeouts, you can't thumbs down the crowd. But Lindor, we haven't even started paying this jackass yet, and he's thumbs down the crowd. We have to pay him for 10 years. It gets me sick, and the owner, Steve Cohen, said this morning, it won't be tolerated. Let it be a learning lesson or a teaching moment. Uh, Is it a teaching lesson and a learning moment? I don't know what it is.
2: But uh, I'm sick over it, Shaq. Would you cut? I I would be I would be ashamed too, and I'm just sad that the Metropolitans aren't in action on Monday night, or else that would be I would be betting the team that they're playing. Uh, cause the wheels it. are off. Yeah. But I mean, would you advocate then, if you were the owner? would you say, like, eh, you know what, buy as a powerful message must be set? You're off the team now.
1: No, Bat him ninth, isn't that more powerful? Well, I message? guess that's
2: more embarrassing, yeah. right? Yeah, 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 just thumbs down. yeah. why
1: should he <laughs> Why should he get paid for the rest of the year to do nothing? Yeah, like the good nine. news
2: is he's not going to get booed anymore because he's made it clear he doesn't like it. So,
1: I, you know, listen, New York fans, they overreact. Spaghetti, you could, j- meatballs, Joel, you could, you could jump in if you're done with your cousin there. Uh, but th- uh, this was not an overreaction. The guy's hitting 210. And also, he went one for four yesterday. I know it hit a home run in a meaningless game and uh, that they crushed the Nationals. Like, how excited are you getting? This is what you're, this is the opportunity you're taking to boo the fans or thumbs down the fans. What a jackass. Bad him ninth check.
2: And by the I way, tell. I, you know, I'm big on the player side of things, and I know it's uncomfortable for we fans to to watch the shakeup of, of the things that we hold sacred, conference alignment and college football and kids going straight from high school into the pros, and that's not good, but it's all a rationalization because we want the sports to look the way we have known them to look, and so progress for individual athletes doesn't equal progress for our eyeballs, but right. the, obviously the players are right. Right. Big push now, like, hey, come on. They're human beings. Don't boo them. (laughs) All right. Settle down with that. This is a critical point in in man's recorded history. We're allowed to boo. (laughs) Yes, New York fans and Philadelphia fans are too proud of their booing rights, and they do spook certain percentage of players out of town, which is not good for anybody, but... We we must draw a line in the sand.
1: You're absolutely allowed to boo. You just you just are. There's (laughs) nothing that got don't (laughs) you can't throw (laughs) shit. You can't run on the field. You should absolutely be allowed to boo. And we're booing (laughs) Javi Baez into
4: the ninth slot. You're batting
1: behind Taiwan Walker. That's it. Enough. We've had enough of you.
4: At least
2: boo, at least boo for the fans doing something poorly. You're just booing them back. Yeah, (laughs) doesn't even hold any logic that Javi Baez is booing fans when he when he's on base. I oh, it's great. Uh, Congratulations. Yeah. What a, what Things a, were so bright six weeks It's really sad because of where sucks. the Metropolitans were about six weeks ago. That's why it's yeah, grim. it's
1: over. And Syndergaard has COVID now. I don't think we'll see him as a Met again. Like hmm. It's just such a bummer. Anyway, I hate to end the
2: show on a bummer, but we have to go, Shaq. You it's know, football it's season. The There's your pick-me-up.
1: Football season. You got minus three twice this week. It's starting to get serious. I'm serious. Football talk. And, uh, yes, what you got? You got Hench at the end of the week. Yeah, Spaghetti we'll
2: see. Uh, TBD for, uh, for Tuesday. But mm-hmm. yes, Eddie Spaghetti and I will faithfully discharge all the best college and pro football picks. Because, like I have said 17 times at least, football season is here, everybody. There you go.
1: It is here. Uh, you wouldn't know it in the Solomon household. They're, they're throwing, I don't know. It's like a pass early. His, pass wife's, cousin. his wife's,
2: wife's cousin. It's his wife's cousin, I mean, Sal. It's nine
1: picks, babyface. You get the bad point of the day for sure. It's nine freaking picks. You got to stick your head in and make.
4: Reserva- I have now canceled the reservation at Masa Pizza, and it, it, I will, I'm going to order Iconos pizza. That's We're ordering in. <laughs> the reservation has been canceled. What Toby- time is the
1: reservation?
4: Yeah. This thing starts at 5. What? We're, we're at 7, I think. Is it 7? It's at 7. Toby has given me last pick as my punishment. I will go back to back. Hurricane Hurricane Joel. Oh, it is seven. Yeah, it is seven. It's right when the freak, you're, you're, frick, I'm, you're I'm in.
1: Clothing. You are definitely in here, and you get the bad point. And uh congratulations, spaghetti. You got to talk to Brady Quinn. Good job by you. Good job Bagged by Brady it. Quinn. That was a lot of fun. And a reminder <laughs> out there for everyone. You may feel like underdogs, but please remember you're all my favorites.